0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2017, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 78. We'll be starting with paragraph 2, Most Alcoholics Owe Money, and we will read through three full paragraphs, which will end on 79 at We Must Not Shrink at Anything. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Karen R., the 12 Traditions, Robin B. Reading the text today and being of support would be Ashley P., Lynn D., and Elaine T. Thank you so much for that. The reference numbers, we'll call those ID numbers today, share IDs, for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, which was August 2nd, Wednesday, is 10232. 10232. Two. And then this morning, the Thursday, August 3rd, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, share ID is 10234. 10234. The OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of oa and to those who still suffer our sole purpose oa fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers at a vision for you big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of
1: Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Karen R. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Karen R., compulsive
2: overeater, anorexic, and bulimic in North Carolina. And these are the 12 steps. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overreaders and to practice these principles in all affairs. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Karen R. I will now ask Robin B., to read the 12
3: traditions. Thank you. This is Robin B. from Missouri, um, recovered by God's grace, anorexic, um, bulimic and compulsive eater. And here's our traditions. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirements for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six. Overeaters Anonymous, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, OA has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. And 11, our, our public relations policy is based on traditions rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other related or and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Robin B. How our meeting works. Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book on page 78, paragraph 2, Most Alcoholics Owe Money. And we'll read through paragraph 1 on 79, which ends with, we must not shrink at anything. That's three paragraphs, and we'll comment on all three. And I will ask Ashley P. to start the reading and begin our discussion. Hi,
1: Ashley. Ashley, we're not hearing you just yet. Adjust your mic.
0: Hi, this is Ashley.
1: You're covered in Northern California. Can you hear me?
0: It's a little bit broken up, so keep talking. We'll see how we go. Okay. But I may interrupt uh, you, it's still breaking up.
4: Uh, oh, okay. I'll try. Um, most alcoholics owe money. We do not dodge our creditors. Telling them what we are trying to do, we make no bones about our drinking. We usually know it anyway, whether we think so or not. Nor are we afraid of disclosing our alcoholism on the theory it may cause financial harm. Approached in this way, the most ruthless creditor will sometimes surprise us. Arranging the best deal we we can, we let these people know we are sorry. Our drinking has made us slow to pay. We must lose our fear of creditors no matter how far we have to go, for we are liable to drink if we are afraid to face them. Perhaps we have committed a criminal offense which might land us in jail if it were known to the authorities. We may be shorting our accounts and unable to make good. We have already admitted this confidence to another person, but we are sure we would be imprisoned or lose our job if it were known. Maybe it's only a petty offense, such as padding the expense account. Most of us have done that sort of thing. Maybe we are divorced and have remarried, but haven't kept up the alimony to number one. She's indignant about it and has a warrant out for our arrest. That's a common form of trouble, too. Although these reparations take innumerable forms, there are some general principles which we find guiding. Reminding ourselves that we have decided to go at any length to find a spiritual experience, we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be. We may lose our position or reputation or face scale, but we are willing. We have to be. We must not shrink at anything. Um. So these are uh some really big paragraphs. Um it's it's talking about uh going to lengths and, and facing the wreckage that we've done in the past and and um futures possibly changing as a result of our past. Um and it's interesting because my mom is here. Um from back uh home in the west, and um I went to sleep last night after uh, a day of discussing with her um a lot of that wreckage and, and my addiction um and years of my unwillingness to um, to contribute uh financially to um my life and, and to take responsibility um to make any any changes um to to uh, my life and and um, to make any any changes in my addiction and um when I think about this uh I, I think about the fact that I've I yet to make um amends to my father, I made a lot of my night stuff amends but I haven't made them to my dad yet and need to talk to my sponsor about this, but I think that part of my amends to him would also um, be financial amends. And I went to sleep thinking, oh my God, how am I ever, ever going to be able to, to do that? Like, it was just too long a period of time. for in my addiction, that started when I was a child. Um, and I don't know that I would have the ability to do that, and I I just felt really scared, and and I kind of felt scared about um, uh, just other aspects of my future, and what I love about this paragraph, these paragraphs is um, the sentence that uh, we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be, because one of the biggest things that I've learning program is that that fear um that stays with me but the, the difference is that i can be willing to ask god to help with those feelings and anything that i might feel unwilling to do so i don't have to figure out how i'm going to be less scared i don't have to figure out what those that financial restitution may look like i don't I don't have to figure all this out anymore. I just have to be willing to ask my higher power to help me figure it out. And um, if I'm not willing to do that, then I can pray for the willingness to become willing. And I remember when I first came into the program hearing sponsors and and people talk about the willingness prayer, and I just thought, oh, my God, sounds like a load of baloney. Like, how is this can be helpful at all. And, you know, it just, it just sounded like too much. And really this is one of my favorite, favorite prayers today. It gives me such serenity. Um, It's literally the prayer that I went to sleep um, with, with it on my lips. And I feel like it's the point from which
1: so much, um, Ashley, I think you dropped. Is there one? That would be the end of the time, so maybe we can move on. Now it's time for
0: those that are out there in the audience to comment on those three paragraphs, starting with uh, 78 paragraph 2, ending paragraph 1 on 79. Who would like to comment?
5: Carol Kaye? Gotcha. Lynn from Anyone? Colorado. Eileen.
0: Gotcha.
6: Eileen. Yeah. Derek,
7: no. I
0: heard Eileen and then somebody else I didn't quite hear.
6: Johnny B. Lynn from Colorado. Johnny, there
0: you go. Got Lynn from Colorado and I have Derek too. Terry H. Terry H. Gotcha, thank you. Kathy Jo. Kathy Jo. Let's go with that lineup. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Carol K., Lynn, I don't have the first initial of your last name, perhaps you'll give that. Eileen M., Shawnee, is that Shawnee B, I think? And Derek, I'll get your first initial of your last name. Terry H., and Kathy Joe. Let me say that again, it was kind of just, um, disjointed. Carol K., Lynn, Eileen, Shawnee, Derek, Terry H.,
5: and Kathy Joe P. Hi, Carol. Hi, this is Carol Kay from New Jersey Recovery Compulsive Overeater. You know, this just reminds me of before I came into this program for so many years of going to doctors because I have a lot of medical issues due to my obesity and stuff. And I had tons of doctor bills and tons of lab bills and tons of hospital bills. And, you know, I'd get the bills in the mail and I'd say, who the hell do they think they are? My insurance company paid them 80%. They got my copay and and now they want more? Screw them, blah, blah, blah. And I let them things pile up or I was throwing them in the garbage. So when I came, most of them I was throwing in the garbage. So when I came into this program and, you know, and I started working these steps and I had to make my wrongs right, you know, and and I got connected to a, a pal grader in myself because, of course, I thought I was God, um, I, I started holding on to those bills. And then I, I started, I, I had to do the right thing. And I, I wanted to do the right thing at that point. And I held on to the bills. They were coming in, and I started paying them off. And today I just want to say my bills are minute. I owe very little. It took me a little over two years, about two years. Um, but I got a lot of them paid off. And, um, and today I, I see my part. Yes, they deserve to have their money. But in my mind, because I was so insane when I was in the food, that in my, my sick mind I thought who they think they are. No, it's not who they think they are. I owe them money. I want to pay them now, and I and I and I need to pay them. And uh, so, with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Carol Kay. Lynn, you're up next. If you'd give the first and last of her last name, I'd appreciate
8: that.
6: Sure. This is Lynn D. from Colorado. Um, love this last paragraph, um, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any length. To find a spiritual experience, we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be. You know, this is between God and I. Um, I, I can't do this by myself. I have to have some, a higher power, tap into a power source. And I also really found recovered people helped me a lot with guiding me. Um, If I would have just gone out and tried to do a list of amends by myself, I think I would have caused more harm because my behaviors, my old life was really objectionable to me, but I didn't really know sometimes what my really underlying um, motive was. I I had one girl, a person that was a friend of mine from way back when, and she called me and I thought, oh, That means I'm supposed to make an amends to her and then I was talking it over with my sponsor and I couldn't come up with why I was making the amends like I wanted her to be my friend again bottom line so that's not what we're talking about here Um, these are old behaviors that are very objectionable to me and if I don't make amends for them and if I'm not done with those behaviors I'm going to go back to the food and I've had many a sponsee unfortunately Uh, show me that that's the truth, Um, that if I don't make them, regardless of what the consequence is going to be, that I'll go back to the food. And I don't want to go back to that old life. I was run by selfishness. And, of course, I'm going to be in collision with a lot of people and situations when I live like that. So this is really about freedom. And I want to be free. I want to be useful in this. Maximum usefulness to others is a wonderful way to live. So it's great to read this again, and with that, I'll pass.
1: Thank you, Lindy. Eileen M., you're next.
6: Hi, did you call Shawnee B.?
1: Not just yet. Eileen first, and then you'll be after. Sure. Eileen M., star one, please. Hi, this is Eileen M. I'm a Grateful, recovered
9: Compulsive Over Eater in New Hampshire. And um, this is such a powerful step for me. I, I keep thinking about the word FEAR is, um, the acronym FEAR is Face Everything and Recover. And I'm so grateful for all the help that I received from my sponsor and from other people on the fellowship when it came to do my ninth step. Because I did have, I had one relatively small bill that had gone to collection. Um, that I didn't think I should have to pay it, and you know, I knew right away when I came to, you know, step eight, it was like I got to pay that bill, and I was scared. I was uh, scared to approach the the creditor. It was a hospital, and um, you know, I just I just was able to do it by praying for strength, and, you know, to face it. Um, I love how it says that we can ask our higher power for help and strength, and you know just to walk through it and to do, you know, do it, whatever the personal consequences are. Um, and, you know, once I did it, I just felt so free. I mean, it was just incredible. And I was just so grateful that I had um, other people walking through this with me. I wasn't doing it alone. So I'm grateful on my path. Thanks,
10: Aileen. M. Shawnee B., you're next. Hi. Thanks so much. It's Shawnee B., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive, Overeater from South Jersey. Um, I'm going to comment on this first sentence here. Nine cases out of ten, the unexpected happens. Um, I actually did two amends yesterday, um, two of my last um, eight-step on my eight-step list, and I've been putting them off for a while. I think I was in a little bit of a denial that I was putting them off. I kept on saying that it wasn't convenient, but I'm so grateful that vision um, is discussing Step 9 now, because um, that and, and, and some other things in my life, I really got a message from God, finish this up, finish cleaning up the path. Um, and and I remember that I did promise that I would go to any length. So, I, you know, I, I made the drive, and I, I went to talk to these two people. And truthfully, I really went in with that expectation. You know, I, I was talking to God, and I said, you know, God, you're the only one that can control the outcome. And no matter what happens, um, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust and believe that this is for my best. And, um, and the, you know what? The unexpected did happen because of course, in my mind, I'm, I'm planning for the worst. And, um, and it was just an amazing experience. And really, um, you know, years of feuding did, did melt away for me. Um, I made amends to one person who um, at a certain point in my life, I couldn't be in the same room with him. I was so angry at him. And thank God that, that resentment was lifted in my fourth step when I, you know, it never occurred to me that all of my, um, all of my resentments were really of my own making by looking at my part in it. I, I came to realize that, um, that my selfishness and, and my dishonesty, self-seeking and fear was getting in the way of my relationships. And that resentment was lifted. But this, you know, looking him in the eye and and expressing regret for the harms that I did to him. and um, telling him that I intend to act differently in the future, that, that just brought the freedom to another level. Um, and I'm forever grateful for God for giving me the strength to go through with, with these, last two resentment, uh, these last two amends that I was pushing off for, for too long. Um, and I'm grateful for all the support that I got on the line, and thank you all for being there. I'll pass.
1: Thank you, Shawnee D. Derek, Kay, you're next. Star one, Derek Kay. Hey, sorry about that. I forgot to press the buttons. Um, and here I was talking to myself.
7: Hi, it's Derek Kay Here, uh, Saint Louis Missouri, uh, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I was the the one page, the one item in this reading that I've underlined is that. Um, we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing. And it helps me to remember that I'm not doing this by myself. Um, I have to pray to my higher power. I, it isn't me that finds my own strength and makes my own direction. I have to listen to the, um, the promptings of others, and the prompting of my higher power. And it's particularly helpful sometimes to to have a, a sponsor that I can talk to and um, that helps be helps be the the, the mouthpiece of my higher power. Because sometimes when I'm making amends, I can think I need to make an amends, and or I think I need to make amends about this, and and actually that that isn't the issue. That isn't what I. That isn't the hurt that I've made. I have to remember that what I'm making amends for is the hurt that I've done. Um, or the wrong that I've done. I don't have to make amends to my feelings just for what I've done wrong. So let answer doesn't share today and with that I'll pass.
8: Thank you so much. Terry H, you're next Hi everyone, my name is Terry H. a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Um in my amends, my step non amends to people, I really had to pray for guidance and patience and kindness because those things did not come naturally for me. Um, I ha- really had to pray that my character defects did not jump up and take over. And um, I really had to seek guidance from my higher power and my sponsor throughout that process. Some of them were a little easier than others, and I was very grateful for that. And, you know, I just had to know that, you know, I was doing my work. I love this uh, sentence, these couple of sentences on page 79, remembering ourselves that we have decided to go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience. When I came into the program and started working with my sponsor, I made a commitment to do the work. And, you know, at that time I was so desperate and, and I was dying. And, you know, but I had the willingness. And each day when I wake up, I ask my higher power to be given the strength and direction to be of maximum service and to do the right things throughout the day. That is my daily prayer throughout the day. You know, I I definitely want to be service. I want to give back. But I can't do that if I have blocks. If there's a block between my higher power and I, there's distraction. Um, And it distracts me from being of maximum service to others. So I do the work, you know, I, some days I just chop wood and carry water. Some days I, you know, put into action and, um, reach out for help from other recovered, um, people in program. And, you know, I, it takes, um, a lot of willingness and rigorous honesty. And those are the two things that I hold on to very tight for my recovery and go to my higher power with. And I'm just very grateful for this opportunity to be able to do that. Um, I, you know, today is a beautiful day in North Carolina, and I was just sharing with my sponsor, you know, that connection with my higher power and seeking his heart is just so awesome and so wonderful that I'm not, you know, in my disease and spinning around and being, you know, anxious and fearful and shameful and when those things do come up I have tools that I can work and I'm just really grateful for that um, thanks I pass
0: thank you Terry H Kathy Jo P it's your turn
11: this is Kathy Jo recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis Minnesota who is in Ely Minnesota right now a year ago I was beginning this process and connecting with you all on the line and man have things changed since then and I was not a cool dishonest financial person I was a embarrassing one who did little things constantly it was a complete habit for me to pretend like my kids were a certain age to get them into the movie theater or a kid's meal Um, one of the things that I did was I went to the YWCA, a nonprofit, and got a parking pass that never expired. And I used it for five years to park for free at the Y that helps youth, troubled youth. And when I did my fifth step and did this process and talked to my sponsor, it was decided that I would go there and hopefully talk to the manager. And when I got there, I really did not want to talk to the manager. I thought, oh, it'll be so much easier to talk to the front desk girl. And before you know it, God had me sitting with the manager, and I told her, and it was so embarrassing. For some reason, I think it's cooler if it would have been, I don't know, I stole a gorgeous purse from Macy's or something, but instead I did these little embarrassing dumb things And I sat with her and I told her that my parking pass never expired. And she went and looked up with me how many times I came to the Y in that five-year period. And it cost 50 cents to park there. And when we were done, I owed her $26. So for five years, I could not look at people in the eye and feel free and feel okay being a person on this earth because I was ripping the Y off to the tune of $26. And for the rest of my financial amends, things like going to a water park and telling them I lost goggles and deciding it's okay to sneak three goggles out of the life, um, I can't even say the word right now, the people that save you, but anyway, the lifeguard office and not paying, and how to go back to all these places when I was on vacation and pretending on kids' meals, I ended up writing a check for $500 to a nonprofit that makes a difference that I think would be um, something that I care about and would help others. And that was a big stretch for me, and that felt like a big amount, but it was so great. And recently a fellow said to me, I don't think it's a big deal that you would pretend like your kids are um, 12 years old when they're really 13. And I said, you know what, it might not be a big deal for you, but for me it is because there was no end to it. And I just want to feel good. I want to feel connected to my higher power and there is no price tag on showing up in the world doing all this this stuff and so I thank you all for the freedom that comes with this program and for helping me along the way and with that I'll pass thank you Kathy Jo P let's open it up now for additional comments
0: on those paragraphs we are on page 78 paragraph 2 most alcoholics owe money we're reading and commenting on three paragraphs it goes over to page 79 ends with we must not shrink from anything in case you came in late I'm ready to take some names uh, Wendy and Liat I hear Wendy and
3: Liat. Alexis H. Robin B.
0: Alexis and Robin. Shannon S. And Shannon. Let's see what we get through with time. With that, okay, and then we'll come back if we have more time. So I have Wendy M. Liat T. D. Um, Alexis and Robin B. and Shannon S. Go ahead, Wendy. Good morning yes, to you.
12: Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service and everybody's shared so far. Amazing. Um, So, Wendy, I'm from Colorado. And, you know, I'm looking at the money paragraph. I'm like, no, let's keep going. doesn't apply to me. And it's amazing that I was in so much denial about my behavior with money for so long, I didn't even know what I didn't even know. And um, so, for example, I would get bills in the mail and occasionally I'd open them, but often I would just throw them away because I decided that they don't apply to me. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm above the law, and um, it's just like binging with the food. Like the measuring cup, it doesn't really apply to me, you know, because I'm going to run the show. And um, and occasionally I did open up um, a bill, and I, my first reaction is, how dare they charge me for anything? Like, again, who do they think they are? And don't you know all, all that I've done already? Like, I'm such a good person, but don't they know how much I've given already? So I'm always, like, surprised. Even to this day, I will get a bill, and I'm not, like, delighted. I'm surprised. And beyond surprised, I'm completely resentful. Um, and... Um, boy, do I have a bunch of writing to do after today's session. This is fantastic material, um, you know, and then the other, th- so, so, and then for example um, I was talking to my doctor on the phone and then I get a call from his secretary saying, so this is how much it's, it, it just costed you. And I'm like, ah, again, you know, and, and oh, so much of this is just being in fantasy land and magical thinking um, and it's, I'm not in, you know, I, and it's not life on life's terms. It's life on Wendy's terms. Um, and the reality is, because that's what we're doing in our, our fourth step also, and our ninth and ninth step as well, is just what are the facts, man, you know? And, um, but I have this, but they owe me. And I mean, even at the market, like, you know, it's like, what? You, I owe you something? It's unbelievable. It's pervasive, um, you know, and this is just, This is how I lived with food, right, forever, is the fantasy thinking, the magical thinking that it doesn't apply to me. I won't get fat if I eat that. It just says if the lights are dark, I'm fine. You know, it's just how far I can bend reality, you know. And um, and I have to say, like, my favorite, I think my favorite financial amends um, was at UCLA parking lot. I would drive my grandfather's Cadillac around with his uh, handicapped placard. So I use the placard every time I go. And, you know, what's so amazing isn't that I use the placard. It's that I didn't think anything about it. You know, again, we're swimming in it. I'm swimming in the lie. I'm swimming in it. And I, you know, I gave them the money. And then the second, I'd say hardest was going to the school where I was a teacher and telling them that I lied about my hours and I was not there for the hours that they paid me. And that was tough because I want people to look at me and think she's fabulous. And thank you for my. uh, I will pass. Thank you very much.
1: Thank
0: you,
13: Wendy. Liat TD, you're next. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for all of you. Uh, My name is Liat TD, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Man, about four years, four and a half years ago, I went through the steps uh, as directed by the Big bills with a group of women, and I was assigned um, a sponsor, and she took, you know, she showed me how to take an inventory, how this is after, what, 30 years in the program, I finally got it, how this big book works, and how I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do, although I've recovered uh, 17 years ago, I mean, food is not an issue anymore for me for a long time, but life is an issue. And I'm listening every day here, and I feel like I have, like, a bone in my throat because once I finished the 22 weeks, I was on my own, and I was supposed to – I made one amend. I was supposed to make one amend, and then I was on my own. And so I made amends, and I had had a little list, and I made the amends, but not all of them, and I have outstanding amends. And it's – I know. I mean, I'm so grateful. For this forum because I know that I can't I continue to take 10 11 step on a daily basis but I need to complete my amends and um, you know over the four, four four and a half years I did here and there but there is a few that I really especially with the IRA because I was a waitress and I didn't declare my tips and I also nannied and I got cash you know and so I never declared it you know I mean, everybody does that, right? But I know. And for me, it's like having a bone in my head. If it bothers me, it doesn't matter whether you think it's right or wrong. I can't live with it. And I know the freedom that comes with amends. And I'm committing to you guys on this forum that I will complete my amends. And I'm going to put my all, you know, prioritize and put my effort, you know, uh, into this. I love you all. Have a great day. Pass.
0: Thank you, Liat. Alexis, your turn. What's the first and most of your last name, Alexis, please? H. H, thank you. Mm
14: -hmm. Uh, This is Alexis H. in Oregon, normally in Michigan. And I want to thank everybody for their shares this morning. And uh, just say that I guess something that comes up for me when doing eight and nine, um, number one is that, you know, I definitely need feedback from a sponsor. My inclination is to make a huge deal out of um, what are really actually little mistakes and to think that I've caused people harm um, when they aren't aware of it. So a lot of the times, like, I have to make amends by changing my thinking, you know, or changing my behavior. But what I used to want to do all the time was to go, you know, apologize and feel shameful and, and feel bad about it and have this other person forgive me to feel okay about what had happened. And my sponsor um, guided me in a lot of amends, you know, to stop making such a big deal out of things, stop apologizing. You know, if they bring it up to, you know, to to make like a, a simple, you know, I'm sorry I was wrong and to own it, but that a lot of this had to do with, with me acting differently. Um, the most recent one I can think of is... Um, is where I live right now. I have the opportunity to garden, and it's kind of a shared garden space. And I got a little bit greedy about harvesting produce from the garden. So instead of you know sending all the sending this email to my landlord and apologizing, the action was instead when something is ready to harvest. Instead of just taking it for myself, to text them and say hi. This is you know this looks really ready to harvest. Like you know, and to to share the wealth and uh and that was difficult. My like I said, you know, I want to immediately get relief from the feelings of guilt from another human. And what I found is that, you know, that's what my higher power is for. My higher power gets to relieve me of um my higher power gets to relieve me of that guilt and uh and to love me unconditionally and I don't have to demand it from other people. So with that, I will pass and thank you all have a great day. Bye.
0: Thank you, Alexis. Robin B., you're next.
3: Hi, thank you. It's Robin B., um, Recovered Anorexic bulimic, Compulsive Eater by God's Grace. Thank you so much. Um, I just uh, wanted to share here how, um, you know, to be able to walk um, down the street or, uh, you know, in the, in the store and meet somebody um, it without having any guilt, it is such a a freeing thing. And uh, I made an amends once to a girl that I had bullied in school. Um, that's the way I remembered it. I remembered uh, being, being pretty mean to her on the school bus. And um, then as we um, are adults now, she... Uh, became a beautician and i and I made an appointment with her uh to get my haircut and um it it was hard for me to make that appointment and then when i walked i was i was um prepared to to do this and when I walked in, I just told her you know and it was just her and her and i there and and I just told her, you know I'm so sorry for um when we were kids on the bus and and uh you know i wasn't very nice to you and and she just looked at me like um i had two heads and and she was like the only thing i can remember about you is you you painted my fingernails in the library once and wow <laughs> now then last night um some 20 some years later uh i find myself right in front of her standing for 45 minutes in a visitation for a funeral And um, we just visited and had the best time. And, you know, if I would have never made that amends and we would have never had that conversation back then, um, that would have been really uncomfortable last night. And I'm just just thankful to be able to walk anywhere um, with the amends that I've made and um, not have to have any guilt. And um, I'm such a people pleaser, so... Um, there's what I'm always feeling guilty about something, but um I know that there's really i i've made my amends I feel now uh just the other day, I realized I need to make another one to my mom, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, I never even thought about it and and i I will get that done but um and I thought, how have I not thought of this before and i was i there i was uh, um guilty and ashamed of myself and and then I thought, no, you know, the big book says more more w- will be revealed to us. And so um, we just keep on learning. We don't know what we don't know. And, and when we do know it, we need to take care of it or, you know, that's, I need to take care of it. And um, I just really believe that you can't out God, you know, um, as, as we give. Thank you so much. And I will pass.
0: Thank you, Robin B. Next is Shannon S. And we'll have the time we'll allow for one more after Shannon, if you want to get ready to unmute for that opportunity. Shannon S., good
15: morning. Good morning. This is Shannon S. Can I be heard? You can. Great. Um, good morning, Shannon S. Recovered um, in Buffalo, New York. Thank you, Melanie, for your service and for everybody on the line and for the shares. Um, yeah, the financial amends. Um in my my first marriage, my husband and I racked up tens of thousand dollars of debt um, on credit cards, and um, and it got to the point where we weren't paying, um, or we were getting collection calls, and and um, there was definitely a part of us that thought, well, you know, it was like the world owed us something, and we don't have to pay it off. Um, but <clears throat> we did buckle down, and um, we consolidated and and made huge monthly payments. But when that was paid off, it was a feeling of, um, very clean as my, my sponsor used to say, you know, what feels clean to you, what feels right. Um, and then I, I got divorced and the lawyer told me it was going to be this amount of money. And, and then I got an additional bill and I sat on that for almost a year before I paid it. Um, you know, justifying that, well, they said it was going to be this much and I shouldn't have to pay more, but at the end of the day, I received services and that required payment um, of their time and their energy and their work. Um, In college, I I fudged many, many hours that I didn't work um, in my work-study program, and when I went back to the college with the check for $1,000 to make that up, I I was looked at by the staff like they were shuffling me around like what do we do for them and then they were like congratulating me and I I was like but you don't understand you know this this is this was stolen property um, that was not mine and um and I I have to remember to live that out every day. Um, yesterday I had an experience. I love the the past share that you know talked about for a minimal amount of money we could not look the world in the eye. Um, I had an experience. I took kids camping for the week last week and their father had given them um, a small amount of money to spend um, there. And the kids only spent a fraction of that. And I had the money in my wallet preparing um, to, you know, I had it in there and I, I kind of forgot about it. And I looked at it and I said, oh, I have this money. And then I realized, no, this is his change. And, and the disease kicked in a little bit in the thinking and said, well, you know, you were the one who took them and, you know, he gave them this money. And then thankfully, um, I, I just, I got quiet with my higher power and I really heard at the end of the day, this money is not yours. He gave it to them to spend for a specific purpose. They didn't spend it all. And so you need to return it. And so I returned it yesterday, and again, a small amount of money, where in the past I would have kept that money and then felt horrible. But knowing that I need to remain spiritually fit, I need to remain clean, I need to keep that connection open with my higher power, because if I don't, I will go back to the food. It's not if, it's a when. And thank you. And so just to have uh, these steps to to follow um, and keep clear is such a gift. Thank you, I pass.
0: Thank you, Shannon. Who would like to take the last spot? Okay, well, yeah. Sherry KB, I have Sherry KB. Came through all those voices. I'm so sorry. And uh, after she shares, please stay with us. We're going to wrap up this portion of the meeting, but we're going to continue on with greeting some newcomers, getting some sponsor contacts, and giving you announcements. Hi, Sherry KB. Let's take us out. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so I have two minutes. with for you, Oh, let's go with two. I mean, there's, there's three from what I can tell. We'll see how it goes, huh? All right. I'll put myself
16: on two. <laughs> Hi, this is... Okay, me. okay. ...in Northern California, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Rear. Thank you so much, Melanie, and everybody on the line. And I so I appreciate all the shares today. And, you know, I just want to say that, you know, this was a scary area for me. And I remember uh, having a hard time putting all this stuff on eight because I knew I was going to be needing to make that amends. And it was scary for me. And so I, you know, I talked to so many people in the program that said, you know, just are you willing to do this? Are you willing to go to any lengths? Are you willing to put these people on, you know, they were creditors, honestly. And um, and some of them were big, and they were scary to me because I'd never been in that position before. And, you know, they said, are you willing? And I said, yes, I am. And so if you're willing to do this, put them on the list. Because I felt like in time my higher power gave me, that um, courage to go take care of these things. And, you know, we've got straight directions here, down here, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any length to to find a spiritual experience. We ask that we be given the strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what personal consequences may be. And long story short, a kind of funny, I had stayed at this very expensive hotel um, a while back, and I felt like I deserved um, their dish uh, that was whatever, Um, It wasn't eating on it. It was just a dish that they had given me something on. And I ended up having to take it back and facing these people. And I remember thinking this was no big deal. And there was a little bit of um, entitlement there with me. And when I took it back, um, they made such a big deal that I returned the dish because so many people had taken from that hotel. And I'll tell you what, it really, it was humbling. It was a humbling experience. And it was actually very good for me because it was ego reduction and I just know that I'm working on, still working on some of I'm a work in progress on this. And I just wanted to share because for people who are listening, you know, we can do this. And just talk to your um, recovered people and your sponsors, and thank you. And that I pass, and thank you guys.
0: Thank you, Sherry, KB. And that takes us to the end of this particular portion of our meetings. Hang tight, though. We're going to add a little bit more with what I mentioned earlier. And thank you to everyone that shared today. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Lindy, would you please read a vision for you, Our Book is Meant to Be Suggestive Only?
6: Sure will. Thank you, Melanie. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.